I'm Bethany. And we are HB Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and some fun. It's 2020. It's the new year. It's the first episode of the new year. I want to start by saying Happy New Year. And I tried to convince my husband that it would be a good idea to drive down to San Diego because what I wanted to do for New Year's was be in your living room and cheers your family and be like, yay, Happy New Year, and make noisemakers with your daughters. You wanted to do that New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? No, New Year's Eve. Okay, New Year's Eve, we weren't awake, so that wouldn't have worked. (laughs) I said, wouldn't that be a fun way to spend New Year's Eve? With Autumn and her girls. He's like, we were here for Thanksgiving. That's probably good. Yeah. So I got to see you for Thanksgiving, but I was not lucky enough to see you for Christmas. Wouldn't that be great if I had two holidays with your family? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but you got a Christmas card from my family this year. What are you talking about? It's hanging up in my house. Of course I noticed. I was so impressed. So back in episode 30 and episode 53, where we were taking the hectic out of holidays, I've talked about taking Christmas cards off of the list of the many things you have to do during December. But this year, I've had a change of heart. I was shocked. I'm taking back what I said before. I'm getting really sappy. I loved all the holiday cards I got in the mail this year. I'm not joking. I love seeing everybody's kids. Okay, note to everybody who sends Christmas cards. I would love to see your kids' names and their ages. Oh, agreed. Because when it just says the, you know, Nyby family, I'm like, oh, I don't remember all their names. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. We need to be reminded. Yes. (laughs) There was something about Christmas cards this year. I really got into it. That's lovely. And two different people. One person said... They make their Christmas cards into a book. So they punch little holes and like tie a ribbon and they make it a book. They take that book and then they pray for the families that they get the Christmas cards from. Oh. And then another person said that in her laundry room, she made a board and she cuts out all the family pictures and puts all the family pictures up above her washing machine. And she prays for the families as she's doing her laundry. Wow. It was really beautiful. I've had a whole new change of heart this year with Christmas cards. I can see it from other people's point of view, how they love Christmas cards, how they're hard to get rid of. It's like my heart was melting as a Grinch. Wow. I love that. When I get a Christmas card, I normally, you know, look at it, enjoy it. Sometimes it'll go on the fridge, but usually it just kind of goes on my counter. Well, Eric, my husband, he put these little hooks and put a ribbon over the TV because mm-hmm. we don't have a mantle. Every time we got a new card, he would clip it up there. I got to tell you, more than any other decoration, it just made me smile every single time I looked at it. And I know that hanging up your Christmas cards is not a new thing, <laughs> but it's new to me because I never hung them up before and they're still up. So I'm still appreciating them. If you go to A to B podcast on Instagram, you put a picture of your little Christmas card swag. Yes, because I was doing my Christmas puzzle while I had a candle burning while I was watching Gilmore Girls. It was a magical moment. I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. (laughs) So all that to say, now Christmas has passed. So it's time to decide what to do with those Christmas cards. Yeah, that's a great question. And I will tell you that when I got your card in the mail, I was 
very surprised you did not give me a heads up that it was coming. Hey, heads up. Look in the mail. That's weird. (laughs) No, but I feel like when we talk, I would hear about a change of heart and I didn't hear about this. All of a sudden I just get a Christmas card from you. I'm like, what? I told you we were getting our family photos done. Yeah, but you didn't. The whole reason of bringing up the Christmas cards was to talk about what you're going to do with the Christmas cards now because it's time to say goodbye. It's time Wait, to say goodbye. A few what options did you talk are about just putting make it into a book. Yeah, you could make them into a book. I shared a picture last year on our Insta stories. I'll see if I can post that again of a little book somebody made and their kids go through it and they love it. We also got a great tip from Sam, who is on Instagram at Simply Organized, and that was in episode 31. She snaps a picture of the family, and that's her new contact photo in her phone using their Christmas card photo, which I thought was a great idea. So if you haven't already, go ahead and take down your Christmas cards because... It's January. They don't need to still be up in June. It's time. One other thing that I think it's worth doing, before I get rid of the envelopes, I just want to make sure I have all the updated addresses. Yes, that's a good point. I do that as they come in in December, and I double-check my document that has all the addresses on it. look at you. Isn't that what you were just saying? That sounded snarky, but I was just like, that's beautiful. I wish I had done it as they came in. That's a great idea. Well, you could be efficient either way. I'd (laughs) say collecting them and doing it all at the same time is also efficient. I've said this on previous podcasts, but... For probably eight years, she would make me a calendar every year. And it would be a calendar of pictures of like me and her family or like pictures of her kiddos. And every year, like clockwork, I got my family calendar from Autumn. Can I just pause right there? Sure. This was a calendar that I made for the grandparents. And I just tacked Bethany on it and threw in a few more pictures of Bethany. So it was basically a calendar of my kids. I am so fine with that. You've told me that before and I think you thought that I was going to be offended or something. No, I never thought that you were going to be offended. I'm like, this is what you get. You get the grandparents (laughs) calendar redone if you want a calendar. But you also indulge me and you put Oprah's birthday. You put my mom's birthday. You put my birthday. Like you. The big one was your dog's birthday. She put my dog, like she found a picture (laughs) of my dog and put it on. It was so lovely. I had this calendar every year. And then at the end of 2018, she announced to me that for 2019, as an engaged, soon to be married woman, Mm -hmm. she was no longer going to be giving me a calendar of her family. Mm -hmm. She's like, you are creating your own family now. (laughs) Make your own calendar. This is educational for everybody because you need to be careful about the traditions you start because sometimes they're very hard to stop. And going back to sometimes you have a full plate. You need to decide what you need to take off. So it just happened to coincide with the fact that you are now getting married and to have a Niobe family calendar in your kitchen seems strange. And I said, Eric doesn't mind. And then you asked Eric, you said, Eric, do you want a calendar of our family in your kitchen? And he, being the very kind person. Diplomatic. Diplomatic. He said, well, it's fine. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know how to read body language. And his answer was no. I don't really want that calendar in my kitchen. And I said, too bad, so sad. There are certain things that are non-negotiables. <laughs> and the Nibi calendar is hanging up in my kitchen. Except guess what? It's not because I voted on Eric's side. (laughs) And then Autumn said, I can make you a calendar of you. Why don't you send me pictures from the wedding? Yeah, I said I would make, yeah, a calendar for you and Eric. I said, I don't want that. I wanted that. (laughs) Okay, so now you have my Christmas card. Now I have her Christmas card. And basically what she's saying. You can cut off the bottom (laughs) and you can put. I I appreciate that, but I'm going to keep my little Christmas card. 
this might sound a little strange to anyone listening. Autumn was my first friend. Now many of my friends have children, but Autumn was my first friend out of college to have a child. I am an only child. I don't have siblings. Well, now I have a sister-in-law, but there was something so special about Autumn. This is my roommate. We used to sit on the carpet and watch clean sleep with, and now she has her own children. And so they started calling me Tia B. Just, I love her girls so much. They are incredible kiddos. I'm retelling this whole story. Okay, here is the thing. Before I was even dating anybody, Bethany was like, okay, when you have kids, can I be their aunt? I don't remember that. Because I am an only child, so I won't have any, you know, nieces or nephews. And I said, sure, we'll see how this friendship goes. <laughs> Whoa, I don't re- I blocked this out entirely. I didn't say that last phrase because, you know, our friendship was a little newer then. So <laughs> I only thought that in my head. She is an aunt to my kids. And and she would like a calendar. I could make you a magnet. Like- <laughs> what are you wanting here? Nothing. Nothing. The whole point of this story is that, like you said, there are some traditions. They may remain special for one person. But you are not obligated to continue that tradition, even though it was special to me. Yeah, I pretty much made that clear. Yeah, you made that clear. But I will say that I treasured those calendars. The other thing that sent it over the edge and Autumn was like, I'm done making these calendars. She found out that I was keeping all the calendars, that I hadn't gotten rid of any of them. You know, really, I don't know what else I would have thought. I mean, obviously, if I think about it, of course you would keep all the calendars, but... (laughs) She said, that is unacceptable. (laughs) This is another reason I'm not making you a calendar. So I will just hang on to my little calendars of yore. And I thought maybe there would be a calendar, but I'm, that's not passive aggressive. That's truly, I thought there was going to be one. And I'm now I've accepted there's not. And I bought a calendar at World Market half off and I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Speaking of calendars, there's a calendar on our Instagram page from 19, what? Oh, so... My mom had a storage unit, and so we cleaned out the storage unit, and in the storage unit, I found all this stuff from middle school, high school, and one of them was a planner that I had from 1992. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I guess people would ordinarily, like, toss that. Is that what would happen? Yes. But I... I Googled, I said, I bet this will be good again eventually. And it said in just a couple years, it would be good again in 2020. So you held on to it for two years because you cleaned out the storage unit two years ago. Two years ago. So in 2018, when I was packing up my Christmas things, I put the planner with my Christmas things. Yeah, that was very smart. Thanks. So then in 2019, when I pulled out my Christmas things, the planner would be with that stuff. Okay, now I just need your complete honesty here. I'm ready. Are you going to be using this planner? Well, the answer is no, because it's not that great. No, no, no. It has very small boxes. (laughs) And my life is a little bit more complicated than it was in 1992. I was in middle school. And so what I've decided is that I am going to use it as a gratitude journal. Great. I can't wait to hear about it. So... I don't have a calendar from the 90s, but I do have one from 1992. So, you know, hey. I knew I didn't need to get you one. (laughs) We talked about in episode 58. Is it 58? 57. Planning for the seasons. Planning for the seasons. So in that episode, we were talking about how a couple things that you can do for your holiday for next year to make the holiday 
go a little smoother or just like little problem solving. And one thing that we talked about was putting aside money each month in like a little Christmas saver, holiday saver. I did that for the second year. Like I was so grateful that I had that because I had already had that money earmarked for gifts. I set it up so it was an automatic withdrawal. By the time I was doing my Christmas shopping, I actually had, you know, money in that budget that I already said I want to use this for gifts. It was just a really nice relief because it wasn't something that I had to take out of my budget for the month I already had it set aside. But I will say I have it in an account where you can withdraw at any time. So I wouldn't put it in an account where you can't touch it because sometimes you do need. (laughs) Autumn is going to edit a lot of that out. I'm just really excited about this little $25 I put aside. It really is helpful. (laughs) The other ideas were any reminders for the year. If there was something that you're like, oh, I really wish that, you know, we had done this differently or don't forget to check the dates of these holiday concerts or something. Any little note and just these little reminders that it's not a big deal, but it's just those little things that can kind of make the season an already really busy season go a little smoother. And a great place to put those reminders is in the month of November of your 1992 planner. (laughs) Which is totally accurate. Beautiful. Last episode, we got to replay one of our favorite episodes of all time, the interview with Peter Walsh. And that was episode 77. If you didn't get a chance to listen, we highly recommend it. He just has some great words of advice that he shared with us in that interview. I got really emotional listening to it again at the same point where I got emotional during the interview when he's talking about how things have power. He was calling me out for like what I'm making these things mean. Oh, I just really appreciated it. And it's just this reminder that before you start tackling the stuff, first creating a vision for the life that you want. That's what he said. Does this item help serve and create the vision of the life that you want? I just was really appreciative of the way that he kept reminding us that it's so easy to get caught up in the minutia of the stuff and figuring out the stuff. But remembering that organization is actually to move us towards the life that we want. I just, I love that reminder. And he does it with such frankness. (laughs) I just really appreciated it. Well, it's a great thing to think about, especially at the start of a new year. I know some people are thinking about resolutions and thinking back about their past year and thinking ahead to what they want 2020 to look like and taking that idea in mind of what do you want your life, your space to look like? It's a perfect time to think about that question. Remember last year at this time, Bethany, we did a word of the year. Yeah, my word was abundance. So how did your word go this past year? I loved having that word actually because I think that it was this reminder of not abundance of stuff, but when we talked about the word of the year before, it was like this reminder of like appreciating the things around us, like the people around us and the abundance of beauty. And, you know, it just helped me to be a little bit more present to... Well, I try to convince you to make it abundant gratitude. I know. Your word is actually noticing the abundance that's already around you. Yes. Not increasing abundance in your life. Right. It wasn't about acquiring more. It was about seeing the abundance that is already there. Yeah. 
and how a lot of times you see the lack first or you see what's not there and it's like no let me reframe it so I can see the idea of like the glass half full that never really worked for me but it is that idea though that you're seeing what's already there before you say see that something is missing or lacking yeah you know this year was a big year there was just so many changes and I think especially in planning the wedding it was this reminder of there can always be more There can always be more treats for the guests or curated song lists that could be a little more detailed. You know, whatever. You could always do more. But it was this, hey, I'm going to appreciate the purpose of this day and the abundance that's already here and all of the efforts that these people came to be together to celebrate. Having that frame of mind was really helpful for me when I started to feel stressed out or I'll be honest, like certain things that I... (laughs) you know, maybe picture like, okay, quick story where the word really came in was we were at the, the, the rental place to get like the, we went and they had, you could go anywhere from like the dollar 25 plastic chair to rent all the way up to these really ornate chairs. And the ones that I wanted were a little fancier and these tables that I wanted, these beautiful wood tables, and they were so expensive. And so I said, okay, I'm going to only have a couple of those fancy tables. I'm not going to do all the tables because I couldn't afford to do those fancy tables for all of them. As we looked at our budget, it was like, okay, what can I cut? And those tables were going to end up being a couple hundred dollars to rent these fancy wood tables. I was like, wait, I don't need those tables. Those tables don't actually matter. It just helped me to reframe this idea of there's already enough. It's going to be beautiful. What what really matters? Does that make sense? Yeah. Again, it's noticing the abundance that's already around you. Exactly. And my word of the year was yes, saying yes to adventure. I remember. I'm thinking of you ziplining. Yes. And I realize that I say yes to a lot of adventures. And I feel like saying yes to things that I wouldn't normally do. So one example that I can think of is you posted about the birthday card that you were going to send me that you didn't send me. And I need to say yes to sending Bethany a birthday card because it's something that she appreciates and something that she likes (laughs) as opposed to my usual phrase, which is, I just don't send cards. So... (laughs) I made an extra effort to send Bethany a card. And so saying yes to things that I would normally say no to, I think was more how it became Mm. to be. Well, we just talked about Christmas cards. Like that was a yes that you normally, like you embraced that. Yes. And I think that that's where my saying yes to adventure eventually took me. It morphed more into saying yes to things that I would just usually say no to, you know, to keep me from becoming grumpy. Oh, you're not a, you are a grump, but in the most loving way possible. I'm a grump too. I don't think I'm a grump. I think sometimes it might come out on the podcast that I'm grumpy compared to you. No, you're not a grump. And you wrote, you didn't just send a card, you wrote a very heartfelt message. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that. I love that those, our words evolved. So are we going to do another word for 2020? Well, actually, instead of a word of the year, I have a question for you. Well, really, I have five questions for you. Five? Okay, okay, I'm ready. So instead of a word this year, I was thinking we would reflect on our past year slash plan for this year with a few questions to kind of get us thinking. I'm ready. Okay, question number one. What is something great that came into your life this past year? I mean, I guess getting married, that was the, I feel like that new phase of our relationship, that was something great 
that came into my life. And it has been a, we've been married six months now, which is kind of surreal, but it's something that really has pushed me to become a better partner and to communicate better. So I think that's something great that came into my life was that new turn of our relationship. What about you? What's something great that came into your life? I've started lifting weights. I started going to CrossFit, which is something that I never thought I'd do because, you know, from the stereotype, they seem very hardcore, but I've been really enjoying it. I love the class atmosphere because it gets me to go. So more muscles came into your life. Yeah, I actually focused on gaining some muscle and that's been very fun and interesting. And it's only just right now that I'm starting to see results. So it's taken about a year. (laughs) Really? Yeah. No, because we talked about it earlier and you had said you felt a lot stronger though. Yeah, but now I can lift more than just the bar. (laughs) I'm really getting strong. (laughs) Okay, so listeners, we want you to answer these questions too, because I would love to hear your answers to any of these questions. You know, it would also be fun to do with your whole family. Oh, I love that idea. Okay, number two. This is my favorite question. What is something that you've let go of this year? Oh. Material or otherwise. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. I finally let go of my Guitar Hero. Yes. PlayStation 2. See you later. PlayStation, the Guitar Hero, the controllers, the game. It's gone. I was going to put it on the curb and say, are you ready to rock? But I ultimately decided to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. And it is now officially out of my home. So if you've been listening for a long time, you know Guitar Hero was on our love it or lose it list way back in our first episodes. So the fact that it only took me two years to get rid of it is I did let go of Guitar Hero in 2019. It's beautiful. What about you? What's something you let go of? Um, I let go of my garage. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's number three? Number three, what do you wish you had done more of this year? My physical therapy. I need to do physical therapy for my leg, and I wish I had been more consistent with it. This question needs a part two. Yeah. So what are you going to do differently in the future? (laughs) My physical therapy. (laughs) How? How are you going to make that happen? Well, I pulled out my my bands and my little kit, and I got to start doing it every day. Do you need a check-off list? Monday check, Tuesday check. I might. You just do a giant X on your calendar. On one of the mini calendars that I bought at World uh-huh. Market. <laughs> exactly. In my, my 1992 planner, I do yeah. check. Yeah. What's something you wish you did, Marta? I wish I had woken up earlier this year. Mm. That is something that actually I got out of the rhythm of, and I just haven't put in the effort to get back into the rhythm of. I keep thinking that it's going to come automatically. I enjoy waking up before the kids do, having a few minutes of quiet, focusing on the day, and that has something that's really gone downhill this year. So that is something that I'm going to put for a top priority this coming year to get back on that schedule. When you say early, what do you mean? Like how early is that? Mm, 5.30. As opposed to what have you been, what time have you been waking up? 6.30. Okay. So just that little extra time. Yeah. The kids usually get up about 6.45. So. Okay. So this question actually needs a part two, which is technically our question four. What do you want to do more of in 2020? So mine would be, I want to wake up earlier more often in 2020. So I guess it's just kind of the opposite of number three, which was I didn't do my physical therapy. So in number four, I want to do that. But that's not really the first thing that actually comes to mind is I want to 
do more things consistently. So like I got into a rhythm of working on things for a little bit every day, like working on my papers for a little bit every day, working on my physical therapy for a little bit every day. When I'm doing that, it feels really good and I'm making the kind of progress that I want to make. So I want to be more consistent with my routines. That's what I want to do more of in 2020. Okay. Routines. I like it. That's very similar to mine because I would like to be consistent with my morning routine. Which includes waking up early. That's right. Okay. Last question. What are you looking forward to the most in 2020? Ooh. Hmm. You go first. I need to think about this one. Bethany and I have been spending some time planning out the year for A to B podcast. And so I'm really looking forward to working on some of the ideas we've been brainstorming to continue to make A to B podcast even better. Yeah, I'll tack on with that, that I'm looking forward to seeing where this podcast will take us in 2020. 2018 brought us Peter Walsh. 2019 brought us Julie Morgenstern. So 2020, not that it's just about the people we get to talk to, but like thinking about this... I'm hoping that 2020 will bring an even wider community because I've, I think one of my favorite things from 2019 with the podcast was listener questions and connecting with listeners. So I hope that in 2020 we do even more of that. It was just so fun to talk to other people who are like weighing in on some of these topics and talking about their own organizational challenges. It, it really felt like we were building a community. And so I'm looking forward to that this year. Yes, me too. Okay, so those are our five questions to kind of wrap up the year. And launch 2020. And we didn't ever use the word resolution. We didn't. It's true. (laughs) Because if, you know, a few mornings of sleeping in, my world is not over. I'm going to keep trying. I sense a podcast about routines coming in the future. I love it. As always, thank you so much to those of you who have subscribed and left a review. We can't thank you enough. It really helps get the word out about our podcast. So thank you. If you haven't yet, we would love it if you take the time to leave us a review. It's really important to us and to growing the podcast. And in 2020, I hope that you will also share our podcast with someone in your life. If you're happy you found us, hopefully you know somebody who you think they'll be happy to have found us too. You can find A to B Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. You can also send us an email, hello at A to B Podcast, or leave us a voicemail on our voicemail line, 858-480-SPACE, 858-480-7722. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. You didn't ask me how my, so ask me about my holidays. You've just told me all about your holidays. I just heard all about them. I have something else. How were your holidays? Let me say that again. <laughs> like you actually care? Like, like I that? actually care. Why, why don't you say it as if you actually want to know the answer? <laughs> I've already heard three stories about your holidays. I'm good. <laughs> but how were your holidays? Well, I'll be honest. I was sick as a dog. So as a teacher, I got two weeks off. The whole first week I was sick. This is what you want to tell us? This is the story? Yes. So we can yes. feel sorry for you? No, you don't have to feel sorry for me. Just the point that, boy, I sure did have a bad cold over <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It's so oh, you sound really sorry. <gasps>